This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery... Well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! With Capella University's FlexPath format, you can set your own deadlines, learn at your pace, and access most coursework from anywhere at any time. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Sweet Tarts dared to combine sweet and tart. But we didn't stop there. We combined soft and bouncy to bring you new Sweet Tarts Gummies Fruity Splits, a uniquely delicious dual-sided gummy with one side that's sweet and one side that's tart, but entirely smooth and squishy. Mmm, a powerfully perfect combo. Sweet Tarts, dare to combine. Welcome to the Olive Podcast. I'm Janine, Olive's Deputy Editor and Podcast Host, and each episode I'll be catching up with chefs, cuckoo writers and characters from the food scene in Britain and beyond. Join us each week to expand your food knowledge as our guests share 10 things we need to know about the specialist subject. And do listen out for our effortless bonus episodes where they also reveal their top cooking cheats, hacks and shortcuts. I'm here with Anna Glover, Olive's Senior Food Editor, and today we're talking all about 10 things you need to know about no-cook cooking. Welcome, Anna. Thank you for having me. What exactly is no-cook cooking? So, it's basically not turning on the oven. It's the, the lazy the lazy person's dinner. Yeah. Um, we, we're allowing a kettle and a toaster but I think with the rise in energy prices, we're sort of trying to give people a lot of opportunities to cook really delicious dinners yeah. without having to sort of uh, use a lot of energy. Yeah. Uh, so even avoiding like slow cookers and things like that, we're just going strictly no cook, maybe a toaster, maybe a kettle. So something that only takes a couple of minutes. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. also, you know, it's summer, isn't it? So you don't want to be turning on those things either. Yeah. If, anyone's, <laughs> uh, if anyone else's kitchen's like mine, you don't want to be turning the oven on. It's so hot. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of nice to keep cool um but it also doesn't mean that ha- everything has to be fridge cold as no. well there's loads of stuff you can do to create really uh, interesting dishes without the use of the oven brilliant okay it sounds really convenient too then so let's start with the first one so i mean carbs you normally think of things like you know potatoes that need cooking maybe like pasta what what sort of thick cheats can we do there for for a carb base so you can actually buy quite a lot of pre-cooked ingredients which is really handy for the no cook sort of uh, formula and uh, i really really like rice pouches mm. and grain pouches um i think they are a lot more nutritious than sort of um uh 
well they're very very nutritious but they're also really delicious yeah they're really versatile as well so you can sort of use those as a base for a load of different uh themes and regions that you can go down or different flavor profiles yeah um and i really like the like mix of grains as well you can get for a different contrast in texture yeah so things like spell or wild rice uh you can get pre-lentils already cooked and they're just so convenient to use just keep them um in the cupboard and just bring them out whenever whenever you and is there any kind of method about because i know sometimes you get it in there like a tiny bit sort of tough or whatever yeah yeah so um you can obviously microwave them in a no in in a non no cook situation but actually if you just pour if you put them in um if you break them up and put them in Mm. a uh in a sieve and pour a kettle of boiling water over them they just seem to soft, them. Yeah. yeah they seem to be slightly waxy especially yeah. with the harder firmer grains um they seem to be slightly waxy when they just come out of the yeah. pouch so if you just pour a kettle of water over them and you also it means that the more flavor sticks to them and absorbs into oh, them yeah. as well uh, if they're just slightly warm so it's a good tip yeah to, and that's slightly like al dente cooking means that if you do dress them with something then they're going to really suck up that dress and become just perfect texture as well. Yeah. Brilliant. But also I really like sort of vermicelli noodles and things <gasps> yeah. like that, like rice noodles. You have to check the pack just to make sure that they are the ones that you can just pour boiling water mm. over because some of the flat rice noodles actually need a bit of cooking. Yeah. They sort of seem to be quite hot, like seem to keep their firmness quite a lot, so you need to boil those. Um, but like rice vermicelli or sort of like mung bean vermicelli noodles just need to simply put them in a bowl pour a kettle of water over and they're ready within five minutes and they make a great base for sort of like noodle salads um or even like sort of uh, vietnamese spring rolls to add to to the middle of those yeah i I actually did a podcast with you and lou who's written quite a few recipes for olive and and she was saying it's the best way to prepare vermicelli because it means you can't overcook them you know and you can just keep testing it until you get it to the exact like texture that you want so that's a great shout right number two you've suggested grazing boards for ease variety and wow factor tell us about them so i really like the idea i mean just simply for it being effortless yeah (laughs) uh, minimal prep and i really like that aisle or in the deli or in the supermarket where there's just like tons of olives antipasti um sort of cured meats cheeses and i think it's so impressive if you've got a few people over or even if you just want to have a picnic tea in front of the tv (laughs) it's just it's just a real treat to be able to just have picky bits on a platter yeah um you know no cutlery just a big um like big wedges of bread for for mopping everything up and you get all of your favorite bits that way yeah so the the tip that i would say um for that is definitely like stick to maybe one theme or one one um cuisine when you're doing it so say uh like italian with sort of artichokes and Mm -hmm. sun-dried tomatoes and focaccia or even you could go down like a Middle Eastern route with figs and dates and yeah. wal- um, walnuts and sort of uh, goat's cheese and things like that. It just seems to feel um, a bit more impressive when everything's sort of like tied in together. Yeah. And everything. You know, you can just get a little bit of a mouthful of everything. Yeah. And if you go on um, Instagram or Pinterest, there's loads of inspiration for people who've put together, you know, how to put your grazing board together. Yeah. And you can, you can like... Um, bulk out your expensive charcuterie with like you said marinated veg or you know olives and stuff for a little bit cheaper um but yeah getting that inspiration to kind of lay it all out is good and actually i think a lot of supermarkets now do these great charcuterie packs where they've got four or five different ones in it and once you've got them all laid out you know sort of nicely folded and 
ruffled yeah. <laughs> it looks great doesn't it yeah it doesn't have to yeah. be it doesn't have to be very very expensive you could also do little roses and little sort of like flowers with the meat as well yeah which sort of it looks really impressive yeah and it's I love always it. good for I do it is very satisfying <laughs> seeing them all on like Instagram um it's very seasonal it's really yeah. lovely okay for your next one you're going to tell us about um cutting up veg so it needs so it doesn't need cooking so tell us explain yeah. that so um obviously we are trying to be savvy with our ingredients yeah. because we can't really add much texture in the form of like roasting or crisping and that mm. sort of thing or frying and so I really like doing different alternative ways with vegetables just to give them a little bit of texture but all it's the dish but also so it's really enjoyable to eat because yeah. actually you don't really want to eat a whole carrot or like a, you know like mm. a coin of carrot raw no, it's no. Not, that's not pleasant <laughs> unless you're a rabbit in which case it's it's lovely <laughs> so uh, like it's really nice to do ribbons or like shavings of quite firm veg and they just mm. add a really nice crunch to salads like fennel carrots raw beetroot that sort of thing um and there's loads of ways you can you can do it um and you can buy like um you can use a mandolin of yeah. course to get like really thin shavings but also i really like a julienne peeler yeah i love them i'm obsessed with them so it's like a y peeler but with sort of like score marks and it mm. actually just creates like really really thin like thinner than you can do on a on, with a knife yeah um and it just creates like long thin like noodles almost of, of vegetables and they're really really nice they sort of like they add the texture without being too hard and wholesome yeah you know it doesn't feel too um too good for you like you're gnawing on a yeah. celery stick it's just really really nice to add add a bit of bulk in there as well because yeah. obviously uh, you need something to like bulk up the dish and for the color as well you know carrots yeah. and courgettes if you if you use your just your normal white shaped peeler to take some ribbons off it's a gorgeous little flash of color throughout your salad or your whatever you're doing yeah definitely um i think rainbow carrots and things like that uh, are a great way of sort of adding colour or rainbow beetroots and things Lovely, and having yeah. those like really nice shapes in mm. there but I also actually like I really like um sort of blending raw broccoli or cauliflower into sort of like I'm not going to say rice because it's not rice <laughs> but you know like into fine grain like it's nice though isn't yeah, it yeah and I think just because and not because you know you're eating raw cauliflower but actually because the amount of dressing that it absorbs when it's so finely chopped yeah. that you just get all the flavor mm. uh, marinating into the into this like you know the, the cauliflower grains yeah. and the broccoli grains and it's a really nice way of sort of creating that so if you are looking for like less carbs maybe yeah. or something like that and it is quite filling but it's so good for you and it actually tastes really good as well yeah. because like you said it just sucks up all of the dressing absolutely love that um number four you were going to tell us about some veggie proteins or some easy veggie proteins to add because obviously we're building different layers here and protein is yeah. quite important yeah so you can't forget the protein obviously yeah. we're not going to be sort of cooking chicken no. um but we can definitely get lots of protein protein from sort of beans and lentils and tofu and things like that so um i always have a massive uh store cupboard full of beans i think they're, <laughs> they're they're a thing of beauty um but also um 
they are just great because they are so versatile mm. as well. So you can sort of adapt them to different flavours and I really like that. Um, I would avoid getting the ones where it's mixed beans in the same tin because I think that they cook differently and so some of them can be overcooked and some of them can be too hard so stick with maybe one and then mix your own if you're looking for a range of different beans but um I really like sort of um just simply like black beans with red pepper and sweet corn and feta and that sort of thing some like maybe avocado Tex-Mexy kind of vibe yeah yeah and it really nice it's really nice base and it kind of gives that really satisfying texture as well um or another great idea is if you have like um, sort of kidney beans or anything like that, you can make no cook fajitas. So if you sort of do roasted red peppers, you know, just sliced from a jar, yeah. some kidney beans, maybe some salsa. Nice. Um, and even if you were feeling like you wanted to cheat slightly, you could even buy a rotisserie chicken or something oh, and yeah, shred great. that into yeah, that. I love that. And then with all the toppings and stuff, it's just a really nice, mm-hmm. refreshing, new way, new take on fajitas. Yeah. Um, but the beans really bulk it out there and it's really nice. It's quite satisfying to have. Um, and also marinated tofu so you can buy it ready to eat rather than sort of the blocks in in water you can buy it already marinated with flavours and it's usually quite a generic flavour sort of um, like a smoky flavour yeah yeah. like an umami like soy flavour just check what you know Mm. what the pack says and then that's a really really nice way of adding protein to dishes without having to add that cook element to it uh, and they're good for like snacking on and things like yeah. that. So. It's definitely worth saying if you are a fan of beans, which I am as well, that, you know, it like price sometimes is an indicator of quality, but often um, you'll find various supermarkets do like a really good version of a bean. So yeah. if you want to just keep trying, you'll find you might find like a cheaper version of like a black bean is better than the really expensive version, which can be a little bit mushy. So yeah. worth like checking out different different brands and different supermarkets as well to see what you can get. Um, it's summer, so you don't usually think about soup. But number five, you're going to talk us through cold soup. I actually love a gazpacho, for example. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I really do. Um, I, I do. I like the fact that it takes 15 minutes to whip up and it's such a refreshing cooling, especially like in the summer mm. or, you know, like just as a like a light starter. Yeah. Um, and you can use up what you've got in the fridge as well. So if you can think of like interesting things, um, interesting flavour combinations, you don't need to stick with the classics yeah. of tomato gazpacho. So I've been making watermelon gazpachos Ooh, nice. and strawberry and tomato gazpachos. Which yeah, because strawberry really and nice. tomato go together really well, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. So it's really nice to add a bit of sweetness to it. Um, and also just sort of um, adding a, a, a slice of bread to the soup just to thicken it up slightly, just nice. to make it a bit more filling. Yeah. Um, but I also would say... Use a really good um, extra virgin olive oil for it as well. Because you're going to be eating it raw. Yeah. yeah, it's so delicious. And also go ahead, go go light on the garlic if you're not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would say. I mean, even if, if you're not a massive fan, one thing that I do sometimes is kind of infuse garlic into it. So by... So if I like made a gazpacho and was going to put it in the fridge, even think about like halving a clove of garlic putting it in there just to sit and then scooping it out before you serve and you'll get that like little 
little tang, that little note of garlic, but you won't get that absolute like hit you in the face. Some people love it. You yeah, know? yeah, it's it's definitely a preference, but I yeah. totally agree. Like it can <laughs> it can be a slightly over overpowering in, yeah. a, in a cold soup, but um, yeah, and also when you're serving sort of cold soups, don't forget about the texture of the soup as well. So obviously you've got you can add like salsas to the top, maybe some tortillas, mm. or um, serve it with crusty bread or like seeds. You could do like um, some seeds on top or you could use some of the ingredients from the soup and sort of chop it into a salsa to spoon over the top so you've got a bit of texture in there and they're great make ahead things because you can make it the day ahead and let let it chill in the fridge and have all the flavors kind of melding into each other as totally. well. Yeah. yeah, I think um, especially if you add like a splash of sherry vinegar to gazpacho as well, the flavor really seems to meld with it, and it just seems to like just seems to change flavor yeah. totally <laughs> if it's just been sat in the fridge. Fantastic. Okay, on to the next one. Um, something that we all love in summer, but often end up getting from a jar dressings tell us about them yeah so I've sort of I guess uh in the summer I'm definitely more adventurous with my my salad dressings I sort of get a little bit maybe a little bit um bored of the same like vinaigrette you know the sort of olive oil yeah. vinegar based and I think we can be quite clever here because we're no we've got no cooking so we want to make the dressing almost we can add a texture with the dressing okay and yeah. also like a really punchy flavor as well so if you think of like thicker dressings yeah. like um there was one in the um in the august issue of olive magazine where it's like a really nice rice uh carrot salad but all, but the dressing is just simply whizzed up yogurt lime pickle and honey oh wow and so it's got a really really nice sweet tangy sort of like funky flavor but yeah. then also like the underlying yogurts the really creaminess as well that's gorgeous so it's really nice to just sort of like use different pickles and chutneys and whiz those into mm. even like mango chutney you could whiz that into a dressing yeah uh, with some cumin seeds and some lemon juice yeah, things like that just thinking of the thicker textures um rather than it just being simply like a an oil based yeah so just think about the different bases that you can add things to as well yeah definitely um i really like using pastes and sort of dips and sauces and things as well as the base for dressings so sort of like even if you just let down hummus with a bit of water and lemon juice and you've got like a really substantial dressing for Mm. like a chunky like chopped salad um, or even pesto you could sort of let that down with some um vinegar and add some more herbs to it or or like additional pine nuts nice. and you've got like a, a really nice um sort of that would be great on your antipasti yeah. sharing board you could have like a little pesto dip that's been let down with you know more fresh basil um and also i just love harissa in dressings yeah, as well it's got such a really like rounded really well balanced flavor that i think it just carries and it marinades into things really well so like a lemon honey and harissa dressing is Gorgeous. delicious and all those things are really economical as well because you you can spend a bit more money on a really nice pesto or a nice harissa in a jar and it'll keep for a couple of weeks yeah. and and you know you can just spoon a couple of bits out let it down dress it and then it's still there yeah. waiting in the fridge for you for next time so that's yeah, it's a great really, shout it's really like versatile that way yeah i really like that and also you can use up ends of jars as well so you know if you've just got a little bit of um say if you've got a bit of blackcurrant jam left mm. if you add uh, a bit of mustard and a bit of oil and that sort of thing to it and then just shake it up you've yeah. got a really nice sort of like blackberry or like red currant 
uh, vinaigrette that you can then pour over cheese and think like a cheese salad. That's lovely, yeah. Fab. Um, let's move on to the pudding section. So you're going to tell us about some easy no-cook desserts that yeah. you like to make. <laughs> this is my, my favourite part of no-cook because I feel like the flavour... <laughs> Me too. Because I can never be bothered to yeah, make one. It's almost, it's slightly, and it shouldn't be because I know dessert is very important, but it almost sometimes when, when I really concentrate on yeah. the savoury and mm. I really, really concentrate on what I'm cooking for the main, it's almost like, ah, I've forgotten the dessert. What, yeah. should, I, what should I make? So so yeah, there's loads of things you can do, and and that's why it's like my favourite thing because it's always, it's always sort of put together, but also really, really adventurous. Yeah. So I really like just keeping, um, you know, shop bought meringue nests. I just keep them on hand all the time, and a tub of cream, and you've got basically an Eastern mess, but you can change it to any season mm. or anything you've got in your in your cupboard. So, or even frozen fruit, uh, lemon curd, jams that you've got in your... You don't even need to have sort of fresh fruit in the fridge. Just a spoon of lemon curd and some pistachios yeah. can make a really impressive uh, eating mess. Yeah, for... and you, you don't even need a recipe, do you? You just whip no. some cream, crush the meringues, and you can kind of trick it out however you like your ratio. Some people like more crunchy bits. Yeah. Or even... Give, make it a DIY thing and let people, you know, choose their own bits and pieces to mix together. Yeah, I that's I love quite that. nice. Yeah. And even, I don't even faff around with the putting it into individual glasses. Yeah. I just have a big platter. I just scrunch the meringue nests and put it on, dollop mm-hmm. over the cream and then put over whatever whatever I have. Yeah. So even like tinned peaches or tinned apricots yeah. and things like that are really nice addition. Um, but also if you're not an Eastern Mess fan, um, I think the elements of like, a tiramisu or a trifle are really nice. So if you've got like a just a shop-bought Madeira cake, you can make really interesting dessert combinations with that. So yeah. you could do like your own trifle with those sort of flavours, um, you know, with like the lemon curd and the frozen raspberries or something. Yeah. Or you can sort of take it down a festive angle if you wanted with like mincemeat and sort of like almonds. And, nice. You know, you can, there's those of... I really like the fact that you can really tweak it to be as seasonal as you yeah. like. Or even do like a birthday one and just... Just put sprinkles over yeah. it. And, you know, <laughs> everyone will love it. That's and fantastic. Then, yeah, and then tiramisu, just make it sort of a cheats tiramisu with the sponge fingers. I really like just having those things on hand in the in the cupboard. They're great for like last minute desserts. But yeah. the no cook element definitely it's it's like a sigh of relief, I think, for a yeah. dessert because I don't really want to be putting my oven on I want to be concentrating on the main during the day you know like yeah. if I'm cooking it in a head and so then that means that I've just got a last minute five minute prep yeah. just you know just to whip it up while everyone's letting their dinner go down so yeah and they're such crowd pleasers as well because you can't just beat you know cream meringue custard flavorings oh, yeah. like piles of fresh fruit and stuff in the summer when, when it's always cheaper it's great yeah. um for the next one you're going to tell us about um about adding textures to things because it's quite important isn't it to have that layering of you've got your carb protein bits yeah it can feel quite worthy I think with having essentially a salad for dinner I mean like there's no real way of guessing around it we're really we're really reinventing the salad but still it's sort of kind of it's like a grain salad or a grain bowl or something so what we can do is add new textures and interesting things on top to to almost like mimic the roasted or the frying element of something so think like my new obsession is crispy onions (laughs) oh god i love them yeah so they're just sort of like fried onions but so crisp and so dry they're almost like 
like um like crisps they're mm. just really really crunchy but they give such a sweet onion flavor and they're great for salads great for sandwiches um great for topping hot dogs if you know if yeah. you, just just loads of options so if you see them definitely get them and, and give them a go and they sell those in big tubs don't yeah. they often in the larger supermarkets yeah so um i just did a prawn salad the other night with like a mary rose sauce and just just a big handful of, of seeds and a big handful of crispy oh, onions nice. and it just adds that little bit of texture that you yeah. might, be, might be missing but also think of things like crunchy pickles to add add nice, a bit yeah. of vinegar and then add a little bit of crunch with um some like diced uh cornichons or something mm. like that to add a bit of add a bit of um texture and then also think of like creamy dressings and avocado and sort of like soft tomato so it's really nice to have a balance and a mix so it's not everything it's not everything's hard veg not everything is sort of like yeah uh flowery beans you've just got a really nice balance of everything in there yeah i was thinking actually because you when you mentioned pickles um one thing i like to do sometimes is like really quick pickling yeah so you know you you kind of make it i think it's like a 50 50 um vinegar and sugar mix and then put put like your shavings of you can put carrots radishes you can put like red onion in there and you can leave it in the fridge for an hour and then just drain it and you've got that amazing like pickle flavor but you haven't had to leave it in a jar for weeks yeah. and it's like it's super fresh but it gives you the crunch and it gives you the zing as well so definitely. that's quite a really nice way i feel like it's um it's definitely it's not as it's not as strong as that sort of jarred pickle flavor it's almost yeah. like a lighter fresher flavor yeah where you can still feel like a sweet and sour almost yeah definitely yeah. Um, and then I really like if you if you do that in a bowl or something, and then you drain the pickles out. You can use the what's left as the, for the pickle oh, liquid for the salad dressing. For the dressing, yeah, because yes. you've got that really nice kind of sh- like sweet sour dressing yeah. as well. Fantastic. All right, for the penultimate number nine, you're going to tell us about some great effortless cheats on yeah. the um, yeah. So um, we're obviously we're not putting the oven on, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you can't use cooked ingredients. <laughs> So I really like buying crispy bacon. I mean, it I is love a bit crispy bacon. <laughs> but at the same time, I, you know, you get a really nice snap and you get a really nice. It's, re- it's really from... well done, isn't it? That's what I think. It's yeah. just been cooked to abs- that absolute perfection of crispness. So. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, buying cooked chicken, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Buying a rotisserie chicken yeah. for, for, for like shredding into salads or just cooked chicken breast. Um, it's really nice way of... Um, allowing yourself to have that one night off of yeah. not putting the oven on yeah. but also if you're if you're not much of a forward planner it's nice just to simply buy these ingredients and then add them uh, it feels a bit more satisfying a bit more fulfilling than yeah. you know uh, just having the raw veg um but uh, the other thing that i really like is actually using um frozen vegetables because they have actually lost some of their rawness right. so like frozen peas if you just thaw them they're really yeah. delicious on their own yeah. um edamame frozen you know just uh, just thaw them that's really good shot. you don't have to really blanch them yeah and also things like um just frozen broccoli florets you, they they are almost too mushy to cook again because they've already been yeah. blanched so once they've um once they've thawed and you sort of patted them dry they're actually a really nice firm texture but they've lost that definite rawness yeah. so it's nice if you didn't want to sort of blend it 
if you wanted to have like chunkier vegetables in yeah. there, it's a really nice That's idea. That's a great joke because they actually, most veg has been blanched before freezing anyway because yeah. that's how they set that really beautiful bright green colour, isn't it? Yeah. So, so as you said, it's just a case of defrosting it and then taking away the excess, you know, moisture before you do. I love that. And for the last one, you were going to tell us about the things that we can use. Yes. The, kettle, so, the, the lovely kettle and toast. <laughs> so, yeah, I think... Um, we're obviously trying to be uh, as quick as possible with no cook. Yeah. And we're also trying to be, um, we're trying to be as uh, as adventurous as we, as we can be because obviously we want it to still be interesting yeah. and delicious. So I reckon we can allow a toaster and a kettle here. <laughs> and so I think that, you know, use them to your advantage. Yeah. If you're sort of making croutons, you can simply just toast the bread in the toaster, yeah. just give it a couple of, you know, um, minutes and then toss that in a bowl, slice it up into cubes and toss that with olive oil mm. and maybe some seeds or those crispy onions can come back in again here and you know you can toss those in and I think it's a really nice way of um, adding a slight warm element yeah. or, or or something that maybe is a little bit different um, without having to turn the grill on for yeah. example. But the kettles are really useful for that for you know for those grains for for pouring over. Yeah. And the last thing you really want is a fridge cold salad. And I think giving giving yourself the opportunity to use the toaster and the kettle is is great. Just to warm up the base, just to get all those flavours like developing in yeah, there as well. Definitely, I think you you can't taste it as well when it's fridge cold. Yeah. And I think if you yeah if you just give that time. For the flavour to, to come through then. Yeah, I think the kettle's great for all of those things. You know, um, even if you're if you're like making a pasta salad from some leftover pasta, just pouring a, a pouring a boiling kettle over Absolutely. the leftover just to give it a, just to kind of wake it up, yeah. then adding your dressing to it, like you said before, the vermicelli noodles, yeah. just getting them to that perfect texture. Yeah. Sometimes that's all you need, just a little zing, you know, and then you're you're ready to go. Yeah, it's just a little refresher, I think. Yeah. It's nice. Nice. Lovely. Thank you so much, Anna. Some brilliant summary ideas there. Um, and our July issue, which is out on June the 15th, has some great no-cook recipes in there that you've written as well. It does, yeah. We've got, uh, we're bringing in the the meringue nests with a, um, a smashed pavlova. Fantastic. Uh, and we've got a rice salad with carrot, with those shaved, shaved carrot, uh, with that um, lime pickle dressing as well. Lovely. And we've got a lovely grain bowl, um, like a sushi bowl with a miso lime dressing so lots of options fantastic so watch out for them and also you know online at olivemagazine.com as usual for lots of other ideas thanks again for coming today anna thank you thank you for listening to the olive podcast for recipes and more information head to olivemagazine.com do remember to listen out for our effortless bonus episodes where our guests reveal their best cooking cheats hacks and shortcuts And don't forget to subscribe at iTunes, Acast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.